Welcome to the Booker's Alliance podcast, where we hold the pencil and the pencil is power. Coming at you right now is your host, Marky Mark, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Donaldson. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. So hang on tight, you jabronis, and enjoy the ride. All right, welcome in, welcome in, everybody. Pull you up a ringside seat and uh, come sit and enjoy today's episode with us. We are coming at you live on the Booker's Alliance podcast. And I uh, got your host, Marky Mark, here along with my co-host, Mr. Frank Donaldson. Frank, how you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain here. Back, happy to be back in the saddle again. Yes, sir. Let's saddle up these ponies and ride. All right. <laughs> As the uh, song says, regulators. There you mount go. Up. Gotta mount up. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to come at you with a, uh, a new game show, a new uh, uh, kind of a uh, can you remember game show. Uh, so uh, today's game show is going to be a walk down memory lane and see if old Mr. Frank here can remember some specific storylines that have happened through the wrestling era. Yeah, so. I did a lot of bragging about all my about how good my memory was. So I guess now I've talked the talk. Now I got to walk the walk. We're going to put this uh, to the test here. So all right, <laughs> let's see what we got. So here's the deal: we are going to go over five storylines that uh, kind of traverse the eras of professional wrestling. Here, if uh, Mr. Frank here can get three out of the five correct, sixty percent, his grand prize will be a match of his choosing and go on to main event a pu- a future premium live event all right so that will be his grand prize if he wins all right if frank loses well old frank here will join the fine superstars at the catering table in the back for the oh my premium goodness live back event. there with eric bischoff all right <laughs> easy e easy e they call that the easy e position back there the gorilla position is right right before you go out for gorilla monsoon Catering is the easy E position because that's where Eric spent his second stint in WWE, y'all. So, you know, you'd be back here with Madcap Mall. So there you go. Zawa, there you you know, go. You'd be back there with those guys. There you <laughs> go. I, what about that one guy? Well, what was that guy? Uh, Boogs, Rick Boogs. Oh, Rick Boogs. Yeah. yeah. Rick. He's back yeah. there still. You mean right? the new Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> With the face of Rick Rude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, if he can catch, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of strength. If he can catch, maybe. But as of right now, yeah, he's holding up catering right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start this off with our first storyline. So, Frank, can you remember the Mega Powers? The Mega Powers. The Mega Powers. Uh, so we'll give you an easy one here. We'll ease into this a little bit. So in 1989 on the NBC special, the main event two, mm-hmm. you begin to see the cracks in the foundation of the Mega Powers. Mm-hmm. What was the catalyst that led to those cracks forming in the foundation? Uh, let's see here. So the main event. So that, that's a specific moment in the storyline. That's going to be a little bit difficult. Let me see if I, so if I got the right one, if I'm on the right path, this would have been technically when they exploded with the whole Mega Powers versus Twin Towers tag team match. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so the catalyst of what what broke them up was, um, oh, who is it here? Oh, Akeem, Akeem the African uh-huh. King. Akeem threw Macho Man out of the ropes and he threw him through the middle ropes and he fell on top of Elizabeth. Yep. He fell on top of her, knocked her down. And we had never seen Elizabeth get physical at all in wrestling. So, I mean, that was 
stunning for 1989, but Hulk Hogan went and got on top of her. He put his leg over, you know, and he was just looking at her. A macho man woke up, you know, from his knocked outness or whatever, and <laughs> he gave him the point, and he just kept looking at him, and Hogan was crying and asking for help in the back, and they he was begging for a stretcher, and they wouldn't pick bring a stretcher, and Hulk Hogan picks up Elizabeth in his big arm, in his 24-inch python <laughs> arms, and his macho man looks behind, and boss man and Akeem jump macho man, threw him on the ground. As Hogan walked off with Elizabeth, Macho Man cleared the ring. I remember Jesse, but Jesse the Body Ventura on the call. He said Macho just cleared the whole ring, and Macho won the match. He Macho found a way to win the match. Then took off in the back, went in the back and started started fighting with Hogan. And that's where we heard the immortal words, "I see it in your eyes, Hulkster." Yeah. Lust, Elizabeth. <laughs> Lust, Elizabeth. And then Hulk Hogan looked at Elizabeth and said, "Liz, try and talk some sense." And Macho Man walked off the camera. All of a sudden, you see and popped back in the camera, cracked Hogan upside the head with the belt. Yep. And from what I heard about that, that was a real crack because there was apparently some tension going on between those guys mm. anyway. Mm. If you look at the video, you'll see Hogan had a, you know, a big purple spot on his on his bald head there. So Macho made real contact. He, there wasn't no selling going on there. That was that was hard way. But yeah, so that so that was the catalyst to the mega powers explode. Nice, ding 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 ding. All we right. have the first curve. We're twenty percent down already, <laughs> fellas. We 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 might get this here. All right, so we'll move on to number. Oh, and ladies two. too, ladies too. <laughs> we'll move on to number two here. Number two, the storyline of Mister McMahon's illegitimate child. Oh my God, horny. <laughs> Oh, here we go. So let me get <laughs> the question right. out. Let me get the question. Oh, out. my bad. Mr. McMahon had some crazy storylines over the years, but maybe none as crazy as the storyline where it was told that he had fathered an illegitimate child. Mm -hmm. Who did that child turn out to be? Turned out to be Hornswoggle, but it was supposed to be Kennedy. Ah, I mean, everybody remembered, story. you know, Kennedy, Ken Kennedy, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Kennedy. Kennedy with the microphone. <laughs> God, I wish I had one of those microphones in here. That would be yeah, awesome right now. The ceiling. But, but that would kind of be in our, in our little studio here. That would kind of be a little displaced, but <laughs> be fun. But yeah, so for apparently the idea was supposed to be Kennedy, of course, I mean, obviously with the name, but because it was all over the dirt sheets, it was just kind of everywhere. Everybody knew it wasn't going to be a good surprise by any means. <laughs> Turned out to be Hornswoggle, who up until that point we thought was Finley's illegitimate child. Correct. So somehow or another, this kid, this guy's got two, you know, deadbeat dads that <laughs> didn't do anything for the little guy. And the little guy ended up not, I think they found out he wasn't Vince's son. I don't know how they got out of that storyline, but yeah. The, so the answer is Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Final answer. Always after me, Lucky Charles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a second correct answer. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number three. One more gets me the win, right? Yeah, one All more right. gets so you the win. All right. So I can sandbag on one of yeah. these. I just get lazy on you here. <laughs> I think you'll get this one. All right. Let's see what we got. <laughs> so number three, spin the wheel, make the deal. All right. WCW. <laughs> so Halloween Havoc 1992 mm -hmm. showcased the riveting match of spin the wheel, make the deal. Oh, my God. Before you leave. <laughs> Good lord! So one yeah, of the worst of sarcasm right there. One of the I, I, if I, if you're going where I think you're going, and I know everybody out there is thinking they're probably looking at it. I just we I, I swear on everything I'm worth that he, that we have not prepped for this. Yeah, there's at no all. prep to this. We're everybody. cold on this one, but <laughs> it's the, that being said, I'm pretty.
pretty sure he's about to bring up the coal miners glove ah, match between Jake go. the Snake Roberts and Sting. Yep. So my one of question, the ugliest <laughs> matches on pay per view ever. So my question was: Is uh, it featured the riveting match of spin the wheel, make the deal? This was a showdown between Jake the Snake Roberts and Sting, where the wheel would be spun to choose the stipulation of the match. What was the stipulation that Sting spun? Coal miners coal glove miners match. Glove. One Which of I, the worst. I never understood that. So, um, I, I listened to Eric Bischoff's podcast, and he talked about this around Halloween time, so not too long ago. And he said the same thing. But they said they were trying to be true to the to the game. They didn't want it to be a setup, or they didn't want to gimmick the wheel. They wanted it to be whatever actually spun up. Right. But when Colbiner's gloves spun up, they were just dumbfounded. But you know, they had Dusty on the booking team, and that was a Dusty staple back in the seventies. But we're talking the early '90s now. Those '70s matches were gone by that point. But so, know. so being that we're the Booker's Alliance, how would you fix that issue? So you got Jake the Snake Roberts and Sting. I mean, it, for me, I would, I would spin the wheel, make the deal. Would have been in that. I would have taken it from the storyline that they left in WWE right beforehand with the Ultimate Warrior and Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. Uh, before Warrior got fired, a Warrior and Jake were doing the whole, you know, where he took him through the to the snake pit and he took him and buried him in the casket and he was teaching Warrior how not to be afraid of the Undertaker and then at the end, Jake turned on him and we found out Jake was, uh, yeah, he was in cahoots with the Undertaker all along and they were backstabbing the Ultimate Warrior. For me... At that point, WCW had taken a lot of WWE, you know, property and kind of integrated it into their own. I would have taken that same storyline and just built on it. Like, yeah. hey, anybody who knows anything about wrestling knows Sting and Warrior were tag team partners. I would have just compounded right on and said, hey, you know what? You, I saw you were messing with my buddy over there on the other side, you know, so I'm going to take care of business over here and just let that storyline play out. Yeah, for me. I just wouldn't have put that option on the wheel. No. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're going to do spin the wheel, make the deal, you yeah. at least put interesting, Matt, you know, right. the, give them your, like your best six. Let's right. say whatever your best six are. But don't, you didn't need to have, I think they had 12 options on there, yep. and, you know, and it was a crapshoot. Yep. And they crapped out. <laughs> and it was crap. The worst one on the wheel. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, of course it landed. I mean, but let's be honest that was wcw in 92 it everything was. they did was a crap shoot and typically everything that happened was a crap out yep <laughs> all right so we'll go to question number four now this might be a little bit harder uh -oh. we'll see well we already won the guy we already won the game guys so look we're gonna get our match yeah so these are these are <laughs> now extra we're going credit. for extra credit we're extra going for credit. bonus this is the bonus round this is this, if you get this one you get to choose the stipulation of your all match. right well it won't be a coal miners glove match. hey so. there you go <laughs> so uh this topic is bob Backlund ousted as champion oh my goodness 1983 it was decided that Bob should drop the championship after his very long title run. Mm -hmm. Second longest in history, if I remember right. right. Who did Bob lose to? He lost to the Iron Sheik oh. and the Camel Clutch. But uh, there's a caveat here. He didn't uh, lose, technically. The towel was thrown in by a second. Correct. And his, his manager threw the towel in, and, and Bob had to lose the championship. So Bob never submitted. Bob never took the three count. 
But Bob, Bob had to Bob lost. Even you know Arnold Scolin. Matter of fact, and yeah, I did, I got this. What? I, it took me a minute. It, I didn't. I don't know if you guys caught that. I, I was stalling gonna, a little bit. I, I was going to throw in, dude. Like you no, can no. be an extra something if you get the name no, of the no. manager. I was, I was trying. I was trying to stall out Ooh. with the conversation there because I was like, I know this name because he used to second Andre the Giant. They right. said he always drove Andre around. Right. But I couldn't remember Scolin's name because I could see the two A's in it. You know, because yep. it's spelled a funky way. But I couldn't get that Arnold. Now, so I was I stalled a little bit to get it, but I got it here. But yeah, Arnold Scola threw in the towel on Bob Backlund, giving the Iron Sheik the championship for his. Oh well, I think he I think he reigned about a month. Uh, as a transitional, yes. Yeah, sir. and I mean we know we know what happened right after that. If anybody's listening to the archives back there, you heard my story about my introduction to wrestling. I mean, so Sheik from Backlund to Sheik brought in that Hulkamania era. So yep. <laughs> yeah, believe you me, you got to do the backstory. Even though I wasn't watching when that all happened, I followed a little backstory to find that one out. <laughs> well, everybody, we are at four for four. We got one more left. Right. Let's see if Frank here can make it a, a clean sweep. All right. And I'm pretty confident that he will. <laughs> so number five, Triple H still in the bride. Who was Stephanie McMahon originally engaged to before Triple H stole the bride, or did he steal her? Well, so well, let's talk about that here for a second. <laughs> so no, no, so the so the answer would be Andrew Martin, also known as Tess. Wow, he went with Andrew Martin. Oh yeah, no, no. so I, wow. so I, right, I wanted to throw people off. I wanted to see if somebody's out there like he got it wrong. No, no, he didn't get it wrong. Andrew Martin is Tess. Tess was the fiance that got his got stood up at the altar technically mm -hmm. even though with the story you know it carried on from there but yeah as far as that goes that is interesting so remember if you remember stephanie vince everybody was just so angry so upset and all that about you know what triple h had done at the little chapel of love out in vegas <laughs> in the little convertible mustang that he drove stephanie out there in and whispered in her ear and they said oh yeah 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 we we heard you and he threw a lot of money at him and all of a sudden he had a marriage certificate yep which i don't know if it's that easy but but yeah so i and then we later came to find out uh, came to find out that stephanie and triple h were in it all along because stephanie was Angry at her father for letting letting her be sacrificed on Undertaker's cross, if I remember the carry the 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 weaving and whatnot That's to correct. get to that point. But yeah, that was that was a so that was one of the you know one of the one of the storylines that really showed Stephanie's range. You know, because up to that point, she was just, the, you know, Vince's daughter. You know, she was a kind of a mousy little character. You know, she'd come out there, she'd cry and what a scream or whatever they needed her to do. But, you know, no real depth to the character. But, you know, when Triple H and her finally revealed their big master plan and all that, all of a sudden we got to see how good of a character Stephanie really could be. Yep. So two things about that storyline. First thing, would Test ever had anything else had it not been for that storyline? So, uh, <laughs> before Tess, like before you know, Tess left left us here. Uh, you know, he's unfortunately passed away. Uh, before Tess passed away, though, he was real hot and heavy with Stacy Keebler. I'm mm -hmm. like almost going in. So he had something. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't 
don't know what else he had. I don't know what he did or didn't have as far as his in-ring career and all that, but his out-of-ring career, he did okay. He had height. I mean, I'm a yeah, short I mean, fella. So. Well, 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 hey, so if I remember right, there was one guy that hey, you can't teach that. Yeah, so, you I can't mean, teach you know, that. But, and, you know, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I guess the demons, you know, we always talk about the wrestling guy, you know, the demons got him or whatnot, but with his look with this I mean I remember for a while they were kind of grooming him to be like the next Kevin Nash you know he right. kind of had that same build he wasn't as tall as as Big Kev but he was close you know he had the long hair he had the goatee you know, he had everything about but he was hell what 15 years younger than Kevin Nash. I mean so he had that going for him so I get it but like I, I listen to Pritchard's podcast for those, you know, I listen to all, a lot of podcasts in case anybody was like, <laughs> but like on Pritchard's podcast, then that damn bell had to ring. Yeah. You know, yeah, so <laughs> Tess had all that look, you know, everything look, you know, big jacked up some gun, you know, tall Joker, good looking, you know, all that. That damn bell had to ring and, you know, now you got to put it together for 10 to 15 minutes in a match and. That's kind of where it all fell apart. But I arrested peace test. He's always got my kudos because, yeah, if he had Stacey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He did something yeah. right. Yeah. And then the second thing, do you think we would have ever gotten this storyline if Trips and Stephanie wouldn't have been really together behind the scenes at that time? So that uh, interested. So they weren't together at that time. Uh-huh. You'll see that. So <clears throat> anybody who's watching the upcoming A&E biographies, there's a upcoming biography for China. So they're going to break down a lot of that story about when that happened. But apparently when when that whole storyline started, Stephanie and Triple H didn't really like each other. They, mm. <clears throat> you know, they didn't have a, you know, a, they didn't know each other. I mean, you know, they just kind of got thrown together in the story. But they didn't, you know, from what Stephanie said in past interviews, from what I've heard, she said, she said that, you know, during their time together, you know, there was like flirting or whatnot going right. on. And that's when she kind of realized like, hey, you know, what, you know, this, this isn't just normal, you know, acting here. This is kind of going on farther, you know, past the thing. So, I, you know, in all honesty, and they weren't together at the time. I think that. And this is just me thinking, I think that Vince needed stars right at the time. And he mm-hmm. just knew being able to put him across from Triple H would build Triple H, put him up to that, you know, main event level. Because he had kind of been the second fiddle in DX up until that point, you know, behind Shawn Michaels, things right. like that. So I feel like Vince thought, hey, you know, it worked with Stone Cold. and Anything Vince touched during that point in time in wrestling turned to gold. Correct. So, you know, I think he figured he'd give Triple H that little rub. And, you know, if it took Stephanie with, you know, to do it, hey, okay. I don't think he counted on Triple H giving Stephanie the rub, but that, that, that kind of and, and I pop him again. There we go. But nonetheless, yeah, I don't think he counted on that. But I mean, oh, that hey, was fantastic. Yeah, well, that's what we do. But you know, so I don't think he planned on that because you know Vince, from what Stephanie said, Vince told him told her categorically, "You will not date a wrestler. Right. It just won't happen." And damned if she didn't date one of the one of the top wrestlers who is now over creative in the company and Stephanie's not even with the WWE anymore, but right. that's another story for another day. <laughs> Listen to the archives. There you go. So, uh, that wraps up our game show with, uh, Frank getting the, uh, clean sweep here going All five right. for five. So five he gets five. his match at his, uh, PLE choosing. He gets to choose a stipulation. So what do you think? What, what, what are we thinking? We're going to fight. Well, if if it has to happen, I mean, I, I don't go, I don't go any shorter. I say 
we interject me into that championship match at WrestleMania here, Ooh. make it a three-way dance, Ooh. Ooh. put me right on in there with Roman and Cody. If they're the two top stars in wrestling right now, then, hey, I need to stand there with the best, the best nice. of the best. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, they're saying it might turn into a triple threat anyway, potentially with Sammy. So I, I have heard that, but I don't <laughs> like it. But not now, though. Hey, I, I, that's my spot. Oh, so you take that spot and then yeah. it becomes a full way. Unlike Art Anderson, I'm not giving up my spot tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody's taking my spot. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you for playing along with us on our, our game show. Can you this remember? Was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Hey, if anybody out there got questions, you know, and you think you can stump me we're gonna put parameters on it i don't need people from like you know i don't need our overseas people telling me stuff about like the 40s and i'm not gonna be able to go that far back but if you get me from let's say 88 to current i could probably i could probably roll with you in the major wrestling fact you know if you tell me something about some indie show that happened in you know five stars six stars matching the tokyo dome back in (laughs) you know 89 i'm not gonna know that but something that was on tv major storyline you know wwe wcw most likely i think i'll be able to i think i'll be able to roll with you so if anybody sees something you can try and stump me if you want hit us on our social media leave us a message absolutely i dare you oh the gauntlet has been laid oh yeah all right everybody with that we thank you for listening to our podcast today and we bid you adieu peace Today's podcast was produced by SBP. You can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms. Also connect with us on our social media accounts. Search for The Booker's Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.